Welcome to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. Thank you for listening. And now, here's the Sunday's message. I want to begin by telling you about a, a horrible crime that took place three weeks ago. On the night of the 4th of January, 2023, at 1.45 a.m., a hooded, unidentified man robbed and ravaged a small business on the 100 block of University Avenue in Windsor, Ontario. That's my hometown where I'm from. Now this lowlife committed a dastardly deed. He broke in and he left with something utterly precious. What is it? You might wonder. See him there carrying it in his arms. The business owner, Vern Milichuk, posted videos of the damage online, along with a video of the suspect entering the store and leaving with a supply of what? Pastries. Later identified as butter tarts. Butter tarts. The mysterious case of the butter tart bandit. Now, apparently, that damage of breaking and entering cost the business owners $2,500. And the suspect took $37 of butter tarts. But you can't put a price on delicious, right? Now, this is my favorite part. A previous break-in occurred on December 20th, and in both cases, a rock was used to smash a front window, and in both break-ins, all that was taken were butter tarts. Those are some good butter tarts, let me tell you. Gotta be. The butter tart. And no, it wasn't me, just for the record. I do have an alibi. I love butter tarts. I love butter tarts. Now, it's kind of a, it's, it's funny, right? It's, it's, you can see the humor in it all. And uh, I think the business owners, they could see the humor in it too, and they were able to kind of spin it up into some positive press. But you can imagine the sense of frustration the owners must have felt when just a few weeks after a previous break-in for butter tarts, that they found themselves picking up the broken pieces again. Like you can imagine, they they just probably finished, just had the, the windows put back in, and already someone is breaking into their business. Not this again. Like this just happened. You know, things are going good, and then there's a robbery, a smash and grab, and they're left trying to pick up the pieces. Now, I think we, on some level, know a little bit what this feels like in our own personal lives. Right? Life seems to be going well, and things are hunky-dory and humming along, and then something happens, unexpected, unplanned, And we're left trying to pick up the pieces. Something or someone happens to us. Perhaps somebody appears in our lives, kind of intrudes into our lives. Could be someone we know, uh, a family member or a friend that brings a degree of drama around with them or somebody else and stirs up all kinds of emotions. And suddenly they leave. And we're left trying to pick up the pieces behind them. Or perhaps uh, it's some kind of trauma from the past, something that happened to us that every once in a while things are going great, and then all of a sudden it all gets stirred up. Reminds us of something from the past. 
that happened. Or it could be something more subtle, like our own self-sabotage. Things are going well, and we find ourselves in a circumstance, but then something triggers in me, and we get angry or frustrated, or something that happens again and again, a pattern of behavior that we just can't seem to break, and, and it ends up robbing us of our sense of peace, security, well-being. We're left picking up the pieces, like after the butter tart bandit. Now, if you can, imagine the kingdom of Israel, who themselves were frequent victims of robberies and bandits and raids throughout their history. We talk about the northern kingdom of Israel, particularly the northern tribes, and you can see that's what ancient Israel, the different tribes of Israel, and we heard about two tribes today, Zebulun and Naphtali, if you were listening carefully to the readings in the gospel, the first reading in the gospel, Zebulon and Naphtali, they were part of the northern tribes who, because for political reasons, geopolitical reasons, were especially prone to raids and robberies by bandits, kings, warlords, and imperial powers, often leaving them to pick up the pieces of their lives. That was until a particularly devastating event in their history. The invasion of an empire, a military superpower, the Assyrian Empire, who embraced policies like mass deportation of their conquered people and colonization of their lands. And after that, in 730 BC, roughly, the northern tribes, they never recovered. They were a devastated people. They kind of lost the sense of their history and their unique, unique cultural identity. Their territorial integrity was lost, and they never quite restored, uh, never were restored to the, the whole kingdom of Israel. They were, in, in some sense, one of the lost tribes of Israel, as we say. Talk about picking up the pieces. Now that was the case until seven, several hundred years later, the prophet Isaiah appears on the scene, coming to this ravaged people who've lost a sense of their, their culture and history. And the prophet Isaiah tells, speaks to these northern tribes of Israel. He says, in former time, God brought into contempt the land of Zebulon and the land of Naphtali. But in the latter time, he will make glorious the way of the sea, the land beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. And so God is speaking directly to this people who are lost and broken and ravaged throughout their history. And he promises a restored, radical new vision of the future of a light that will dawn upon them. And then we heard in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew was an eyewitness to the life of Jesus. He wrote a biography of the life of Jesus. And he writes, and he links the life of Jesus to the fulfillment of this prophecy 500 years later. 
He tells about how Jesus comes to the lands of Zebulun and Naphtali, and he makes his home right in the middle of it. These people who have been lost, ravaged, robbed, robbed of their identity and their dignity. And he talks about how Jesus went around beginning this work of restoration, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news that the kingdom of God has come, beginning this work of restoration, healing sickness and disease among the people. And it's like Matthew is saying that in Jesus, God is accomplishing, fulfilling this promise that he made to you. That God is doing this thing today, now. And it's not just something Jesus did 2,000 years ago. No, he's actually doing it today, now. He's doing it right here, right now, in our midst, in our lives. That Jesus doesn't just come uh, to the places that are safe and good. No, he enters right into the deepest depths of human brokenness, into those places in our lives where we feel lost and ravaged. And that's the very place Jesus wants to make his home. It's in those places where we feel ravaged, like we've lost something, where we feel weakest and most broken, that Jesus wants to do his greatest work. See, it's fitting that he went to the lost tribes of Israel to begin his public ministry. Because that's what he wants to do in all of our lives, those places where we feel lost. That's where he wants to begin. And there are places in our lives that we're afraid to look at. We're afraid to to spend time thinking about or exploring because it hurts. And yet that is the very place Jesus is waiting for us to do his work of restoration and transformation. If we can stay curious long enough to ask him the question, Jesus, what do you want to do inside of me? What are you doing right now? Where are you calling me? How, how are you working inside my heart and in those places that feel so dark that even I'm afraid to go? If you're willing to stay curious long enough, I would love to invite you to Alpha, if you haven't already been. A place where people tell story after story after story of having experienced restoration in their hearts and their lives, a, and a transformation even. Now what is Alpha? Alpha is a, a series of evenings where we gather together. To, begins by eating some food together. Butter tarts may or may not be included. We watch uh, a relevant, high-quality video that stirs up questions in our hearts that we then bring to a small group of people, uh, break into small groups for discussion with other people who are asking many of the same questions. And something often happens in these small groups that people begin to discover how Jesus is alive and a work in their lives in ways they didn't expect to see or discover. Now, Alpha starts uh, on this Wednesday, 
January 25th. And uh, if you've taken it already, I encourage you to invite somebody in your life, someone that you know. If you want to, you can register right now uh, from your cell phone. You can pull it out right now. I'll give you permission to tune out the rest of my homily if you want to sign up for Alpha right now uh, from your phone. stbenedict.ca slash alpha. Now, you don't have to take my word for it. Like I said, there's story after story after story of people talking about the difference Alpha has made in their lives. And I want to share one story. This is uh, Vivek's story. Hi, everyone. My name is Vivek, and I'm going to talk to you about my Alpha experience at St. Benedict. My life before Alpha was not too bad, but it was not too good either. But however, I felt some kind of void in my life as I was always inclined to know the purpose of my life. As I was not born Catholic, I was a born Hindu, but I studied in a missionary school in India. Coincidentally, my wife is also a believer in Christianity. We chose our daughter to be the part of the missionary school for her also to grow in similar environment. It was this time that we decided that we would adopt to the Christianity as our religion and faith. And despite several threats and criticism from our own community, our family got baptized. Thereafter, for the safety of our family, we moved to Canada. But still, there were some unanswered questions which were you know, hammering my mind, like who we are. Why do we sin despite knowing it? What is true God? And why do He want to help us? It was then I got to learn about the Alpha program while coming to St. Benedict. I thought of giving it a try with the thought that it's no harm in trying maybe. I'll get some answers. If not, I'll learn something new. Then finally I attended it in October 2022. Firstly, my perception of the program was that it would be some kind of lecture oriented where we're going to be learning about the Jesus and the Christianity and the, with the Bible reading and all that stuff. But after attending first two sessions, I discovered it is completely different from what I had thought. I find Alpha a very interesting program. People participating with me have a similar thoughts and questions like I have. They have also been through difficult time and situations. And when we all come together on Alpha Ground, brings us with strong belief in God and trust. I was overwhelmed by the presence of the Holy Spirit and found that God knows everything. After attending Alpha, I have discovered many significant changes in myself as a person. I was the one who was questioning everything in my life, but now I have found peace, salvation. Jesus transformed my thoughts, materialistic desires, and things that used to interest me like recognition, social status, good fortune, money are no longer important to me. I now look at the world through different eyes. I feel love for everyone and have an inner peace that I've never imagined could exist. Constant companionship with God and Jesus helps me to carry out my duties in the best possible way. And I believe God has a purpose for my life. Alpha is a very good opportunity for understanding Christianity, embracing the faith, and discovering the divine relationship with the God. Thanks, Vivek, for sharing your story. And I love, you know, he just he talks about the transformation he experienced. He talks about, you know, uh, discovering a relationship with God and uh, changing his priorities, like all these things changing inside of him. And 
There's so many stories like Vivex, story after story after story. But Vivek would not have had that opportunity to experience that kind of change in his life, transformation, restoration, inner peace, if somebody hadn't invited him. His friend Sneha invited him uh, after she took Alpha and had a beautiful experience. Inviting others is such an important part of our identity here at St. Benedict. I met uh, a guest at one of the last Alphas who told me that they work with a parishioner here at St. Benedict who had been inviting them to come to Alpha for five years. Think about that. Asking somebody for five years before they finally said yes. Why would anyone take that much rejection, invite somebody to, to Alpha, our church, for five years? Well, it's because we have something so good that has to be shared with the world. We can't keep it to ourselves. the transforming love that Jesus offers us. You see, the church doesn't exist to serve the people in this building. The people in this building, we are the church, and we exist to serve the world. And that's why St. Benedict is a place where people discover Jesus, become missionary disciples, and go out to transform the world. Because we know a person, Jesus, who has the power to transform everything. And we need to share that with the people in our lives. And so maybe there's somebody that you can invite in your life who could experience the transforming difference that Jesus makes. Thank you for listening to the St. Benedict Parish Sunday Message Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, subscribe and share this with a friend. God bless and have a great week.